Hello, wherever you are listening to us, I hope you are staying safe and doing well. I am Hari Arakali and this is today's Tech Briefing. In today's program, Health is an extremely individualistic subject. So our recommendation engine, we believe, will be a game changer in the sense that it would understand customer personas, their preferences and needs, and suggest products and tips that are apt for them. That's after these headlines. US drug company Moderna's COVID vaccine has been approved for emergency use in India and Mumbai-based pharmaceuticals company Cipla is in talks to import it. Cipla is supporting Moderna with the regulatory approval and importation of vaccines to be donated to India. At this stage, there is no definitive agreement on commercial supplies, Cipla said in a statement. Separately, Moderna has said its vaccine develops protective antibodies against the Delta variant of the coronavirus. This variant is said to have emerged in India and is considered to be more transmittable. India's approval opens up the possibility of the Moderna vaccine being imported in the near future, NDTV reported, citing Dr. V. K. Paul, the country's COVID task force. Niramai Health Analytics, a deep tech health startup that offers an AI thermal imaging-based breast cancer screening test, has announced receipt of research funding from CDC UK for its new thermal screening solution for COVID screening. The company said in a press release, Niramai Fever Test is a smart software that enables screening for COVID-19 symptoms in public places using computer vision and AI to analyze and monitor crowd compliance to COVID-19 guidelines. Analyzing infrared and visual cameras across multiple hospitals, corporate offices and public places, the software offers an automated screening solution that can help control the community spread of COVID-19. Geo Platforms, a subsidiary of Reliance Industries and NXP Semiconductors, have announced a collaboration to implement a small cell solution, 5G wireless, that uses NXP's Layerscape family of multi-core processors. The combined solution will power new radio access networks that will deliver high performance, enabling a wide range of 5G use cases for broadband access as well as Industry 4.0 and IoT applications including telemedicine, teleeducation, augmented-slash-virtual reality, drone-based agricultural monitoring, and more, the company said in a press release. Access Bank has struck a multi-year agreement with Amazon Web Services to use the cloud computing company's services, including containers, database, and compute. India's third-biggest private bank aims to build a portfolio of new digital financial services to bring advanced banking experiences to customers, including online accounts that can be opened in under six minutes and instant digital payments. The bank expects to increase customer satisfaction by 35% and lower costs by 24%. To date, Access Bank has deployed over 25 mission-critical applications on AWS, including a Buy Now, Pay Later product and a new loan management system to support it, Account Aggregator, Video Know Your Customer and WhatsApp Banking. Access Bank also plans to migrate 70% of its on-premises data center infrastructure in the next 24 months to further reduce cost, improve agility, and improve customer experience. ATOS, a European IT company, has launched Think AI, its secure end-to-end scalable service that customers can use to design, develop, and deliver high-performance AI applications. Think AI is for organizations using traditional high-performance computing but want to run more accurate and faster simulations and also for those developing AI applications that need more computing power, the company said in a press release. 
Quest Global, a product engineering and life cycle services company, has acquired Synapse Design, a Silicon Valley headquartered design and engineering services provider, to top-tier semiconductor and systems companies worldwide. With this acquisition, the company will be able to offer end-to-end hardware-enabled software solutions to customers across various industries, including semiconductor, automotive, consumer electronics, networking, and storage systems. This acquisition will help Quest to grow its semiconductor business. It expects to add at least 2,000 engineers in the next four years. Ten Club, a six-month-old Indian startup that acquires small brands that sell their products on e-commerce platforms and scales those businesses, has raised $40 million in seed funding, TechCrunch reports. The round was co-led by Fireside Ventures, a prominent Indian investor in consumer and hardware tech space, and an unnamed global investor, the Indian startup said, without revealing the other firm's name. Heyday, PDS International, Class 5 Global, Sekocha Ventures, and founders of Audio Gear Boat, Aman Gupta and Samir Mehta, also participated in the round, according to TechCrunch. Computer History Museum recently honored Raj Reddy, an Indian-American professor and researcher in AI and robotics, as part of its 2021 CHM Fellow Awards program. Reddy was recognized for his contribution towards revolutionizing AI, speaker independent continuous speech recognition. CHM recognized Raj Reddy for his groundbreaking work in artificial intelligence, robotics, and computer science education. Reddy also founded the Carnegie Mellon University Robotics Institute, one of the top three labs in the world exploring applied robotics technology research. More people are becoming conscious of the need to eat healthy as lifestyle diseases run rampant, especially in the metros. I spoke to Snigda Kumar, co-founder and CEO of Cora Health in Bangalore, who is working to personalize healthy choices in food and nutrition for the consumers through an AI-driven recommendation engine. So, Snigna, uh, welcome to uh, this podcast. Uh, thank you for making time for this. For starters, uh, can you tell us about how you got the idea for Cora Health? Uh, what led up to it? Sure, absolutely. First of all, thank you so much, Hari, for um, you know having me here. It's it's my absolute pleasure to be able to share you know uh, my journey with you. Um, what sort of got started as was uh, I, I think a combination of two things. Uh, both me and my co-founder we were working at Flipkart. Uh, a time when sort of the entire um, uh, D2C space and the, uh, especially the uh, uh, health and fitness and nutrition space was seeing an inflection. Uh, I was also one of the category leaders for this category, which is food, nutrition and healthcare and uh, sort of gave me a very good understanding of the market potential, probable concerns of a lot of these funded D2C brands as well. Uh, on a more personal note, um, I have had a lot of health struggles of my own. Uh, I have had PCOS and thyroid for almost 15 to 18 years. Uh, and uh, I, I very much resonate with uh, probably a lot of people in India right now who understand that they have these health struggles, but they are struggling on how to be able to sort of, you know, get better or manage them on a much better way on a daily space. So it was a combination of both of these. Okay. What are some of the most important trends you came across that you still see in India that you feel will help the growth of Quora? Uh, Absolutely. So, you know, this is a very exciting space, but if we talk about it from a very uh, a sort of a macro perspective, let's look at the preventive healthcare market, right? And according to a Red Sea report, this preventive healthcare market is going to be a $100 billion market in 2022. So the 
the average customer is going to start spending a lot higher on preventive healthcare to be able to sort of not move towards a curative space. We very well know that, you know, India is going to be the epicenter of lifestyle diseases in the next few years. We're already almost the number two country in terms of uh, the diabetes incidences that we have, right? So uh, sort of these two things um, are working parallelly. Along with these, what we've seen in the last at least three to four years is that there's the rise in the health conscious customers who sort of are wanting to use preventive healthcare as, as a means of life, right? And around 130 million customers are currently already there in the country. Out of these 130 million customers um, of the entire market, healthy consumption is 30% of the market, which is the biggest chunk. So for a lot of these customers, their entire entry into health consciousness starts from making changes into their nutrition and lifestyle. Uh, just to give you an example, if you look at especially the health conscious customers in metro cities, around uh, 50% of these uh, you know, health conscious customers spend a per capita of more than $150 only on their health foods, right? So this, this trend is uh, something that we're also seeing you know, grow massively in tier two, tier three cities as well. Um, and talking a little bit about the ecosystem as well, uh, we have seen a, a huge amount of funding in the D2C and the health tech companies as well. I think the total amount of funding that the space has gotten is probably more than $1 billion. So uh, according to me, the entire growth that we're seeing in the preventive healthcare space is something that uh, uh, gives us a lot of potential for, for growth for Cora Health as well. Uh, explain to us, what is at the heart of the business that you've built? Uh, what role does technology play in it as well? Uh, sure, absolutely. Um, so I think at the very heart, uh, we we are everyday wellness. You know, everyday health decisions are what add up to create a lasting impact on one's health and well-being. Uh, it can be very simple decisions as to, you know, what oil to use in the house and how much to consume. Can I combine, say, an X thing with Y or, you know, what can I have when I'm traveling, traveling back from office, right? But this seems very simple, but, you know, essentially these are also the places where the customers struggle the most and we don't see an existing player there to solve it, right? So almost a customer uh, has 100 plus products in their household basket and there are 100 plus occasions on which they make these decisions, and there's there's no simplification there, right? Um, in terms of technology, like you said, it's it's absolutely going to be at the forefront to be able to enable everyday wellness. And, and I think there are three parts here. The first one is that we solve for access to the right information and experts, right? So that, that helps the customers be able to understand what conditions they have or whatever health goals they have as well, right? And I'm 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 trying to say this so that it's not just uh, it's not just centered to lifestyle conditions. Even people who want to gain weight, want to put on muscle mass, you know, they want to sort of get rid of the acne that they have, right? All of these become sort of health goals which have underlying uh, tonalities. Uh, so providing customers access to information and experts. Secondly, uh, uh, the entire process of being able to uh, sort of, uh, you know, uh, find the right foods for you, like I said, has become pretty complicated. And just imagine having like a simple search bar, which allows you to be able to find products basis your requirement, saying that, you know, what are the products I can eat, which are acne friendly, which are the products I can eat if I, you know, uh, essentially I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with, say, gluten allergy or I have celiac disease, for example. 
people right so technology plays a huge role in making this search intuitive as well for the end user and for us being able to simplify the customer's problem statement and you know make it searchable the third point here is that uh, uh, using uh, ai and machine learning we will use technology to be able to drive personalization at scale because in the entire health and wellness space which is everyday wellness that we spoke about uh, the end customer will always seek that personalization that is you know going to make things simpler and more effective for them and we see technology playing a huge part in that uh, what have you found about uh, who your typical customers are or in general who the bulk of your customers are today uh, absolutely so uh, definitely the 25 to 34 or even a 25 to 40 age range which is essentially a, a lot of the millennials they are primarily focused on preventive healthcare and for them eating clean and healthy becomes sort of a lifestyle that they want to sort of inculcate in so the the overall population in this section is pretty high as well their intent towards healthy eating is high as well so the bulk of the customers definitely come from this however we've seen a secondary customer cohort as well which is uh, above the age group of 40 uh, these this cohort is smaller uh, because probably you know um, uh, how uh, how much they want to purchase online and uh, you know sort of uh, uh, how much they want to essentially try new products uh, can be a combination of that uh, but the customers that are in this cohort and which are wanting to sort of uh, come and move towards healthy eating they are loyalists they are high spenders they have higher average order values our average revenue per user is also higher in this category you know so they they are very sure of what they are purchasing so uh, we see a lot of times their inclination to say purchase organic foods and you know maybe make their entire pantry organic or cold pressed and also the fact that they use performative foods for their health goals as as well so these two customer cohorts have shown a lot of promise Uh, you would have studied uh, uh, these kind of models in other markets what have you seen uh, from that which you feel will emerge in india as well uh, absolutely uh, so if you look at a lot of the markets in the if you look at a lot of the models in the us as well right you can see uh, uh, it might not be completely apples to apples but if you see the model of say a whole foods in the us or even a thrive market in the us right they they are predominantly based on these three important factors in sort of you know having a loyal customer with you and these are the three tenets that we are working on as well the first one is that trust is a very important factor in the entire nutrition space right so authentic products which are sourced directly from reputed brands zero fake claims somebody validating the claims is something that is extremely important to the customer the second part is how do you make their purchase experience simpler not overwhelming and maybe even pleasant right so we have a super simplified search easier discovery of products that are suitable for you customers no longer have to spend hours going through the nutrition labels which are sometimes not even very easily visible on 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 the current e-commerce sites and be able to sort of you know do the calculations and find out whether it is suitable for you we do all of that for you we simplify we read the nutrition labels and we decipher that into you know sort of product labels of ourselves 
the third part uh, is guidance right so a lot of the customers uh, can get guidance on making lifestyle uh, choices through our in-house nutrition experts they will soon also be able to interact with the best experts on our platforms ask them questions and also go for a full consultation so we believe that another very important differentiator here for us and also an important point for the customer is that we will uh, essentially help them in the entire uh, sort of space and not just in the purchase of the products uh, how do you help i mean since you talked about uh, you know looking at the nutrition information yourself and deciphering it for your customers right so i was just thinking in my mind how do you help your customers uh, track the provenance uh, the quality of the products on your site i would imagine technology would play an important role here as well uh absolutely uh, so uh, technology is actually going to be the one which will allow us to be able to do this at scale right so for example uh, we will be soon investing in technology that will for example allow you to scan a barcode on a product and you can essentially get their entire nutritional information and hence the recommendations right so uh, definitely that is the future currently however what we do is that we are building the entire baseline for this we're building the entire repository all the products that come onto our platform we keep a track of their nutritional information their percentages what products have they used what ingredients have they used and then classify them so for example if a product says that it's you know a say gluten free we check each and every product ingredient and and you know there are times that we found actually you know say some residue of wheat in the products which are claiming to be say gluten free or them having say this product called heeng which is you know cut through with gluten and we are very particular in terms of understanding the entire sort of not just ingredient but the treatment process as well and hence be able to give these labels to products so because we do the entire process in house with our nutrition experts we are able to sort of stand true on the claim of the quality that we are listing on the website hmm. what are some of the most popular products on your site that you have found uh, absolutely so uh, we try and bifurcate foods in terms of three broad categories bases they use by the customer this is either a performative food which is used in you know which is used by the customer to achieve a health goal there is a deficiency category which is essentially used by the customer to come through whichever you know a mineral or vitamin or other deficiency that they have and the third is the replacement category which essentially they are using to be able to replace certain foods in their everyday life with you know a, a, a sort of healthier uh, options as well another very interesting slice to this entire data is their preference uh, a lot of these customers make these purchase decisions a basis the dietary preference that they have which can be either that you know you're following completely uh, you're following a completely gluten free diet or you're following say a plant based diet or you know your paleo and all of these other sort of diets right the second part is an ingredient a lot of the uh, a lot of the customers have belief in the uh, in in a lot of the superfoods like you have ashwagandha you have giloy that has seen a lot of prominence with immunity you also have uh, uh, say you know spirulina and all of these uh, other superfoods which have gained a lot of prominence in the west 
And the third part is values, which could either be that, you know, as a value, I believe that eating organic is healthy. As a value, I believe that if I remove dairy and I go plant-based and vegan or vegetarian, that is healthy. So these become values. So in terms of performance or functional foods, we do really well with uh, a, a lot of these mass gainers, uh, 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 so products like, you know, uh, Shilajit, etc. as well. Uh, in terms of deficiency foods, again, we do really good with products like collagen, biotin, Garcinia products, you know, which are essentially single product uh, star sellers. Or in terms of a philosophy, which could be that, you know, uh, I have deficiency, but I will use plant-based, vegetarian or Ayurvedic supplements. Um, we also, in terms of our replacement foods, uh, uh, see customers going for gluten-free, sugar-free, dairy-free products. Uh, these are the customers who essentially have believed in this uh, dietary preference as a philosophy. But the customers who do not have that strong inclination towards this uh, dietary philosophy tend to go for better for you products, uh, you know, which might essentially be swapping, say, your uh, uh, say your uh, a whole flour, which is your maida uh, uh, in, in terms of, say, a ragi or a multigrain flour, etc. So these are essentially better for you snacks and sweets. Overall, I mean, in the long run, how do you ensure that uh, people who are looking for these kind of products uh, come to Cora uh, as against just turning to Amazon or Flipkart? Because I would imagine this would also require a Cora app to be downloaded, and you know, typically that is how you would want people to use or, or discover Cora products. Uh, absolutely. So uh, I, I think that discoverability will come from a lot of intent because this is a very intent based category where essentially, you know, uh, the minute I have an intent, I want to know more about it. So I my content has to be available in all the places where the customer shows intent, be it blogs and helping me on SEO on Google or be it videos on YouTube, which again, help me with search or maybe certain lifestyle oriented uh, sort of, you know, product information on the, on the social media as well. So definitely an app is something which will enable us to give a much better customer experience uh, in terms of being able to give them all of the guidance. Uh, but if you ask us in terms of what are the next two big things that we think is, you know, going to, after acquiring our customers, maybe through the content we're putting out, enable them to sort of stay us stay with us as well. Uh, the first thing is that we're looking to build an ecosystem where, uh, you know, the nutritionists will also get a means to be able to build their profile, reach the right audience and have a meaningful engagement with them. What this helps us is in and enriching the existing expert customer experience multifold. The customers have a much better experience in engaging with their, uh, with their experts. And simultaneously, uh, the experts also are able to give a lot of uh, you know, content and uh, tips which are crucial to the entire ecosystem. So we want to be able to leverage them to be able to provide guidance to millions of people looking to elevate their health. The second big step for us would be to be able to uh, drive personalization at scale using AI ML to build a recommendation engine. Uh, health is an extremely individualistic subject and, you know, generic tips can turn out to be pretty meaningless and very low impact as well, you know, which essentially might, uh, you know, discourage customers from coming back. So our recommendation engine, we believe will be a game changer in the sense that it would understand customer personas, their preferences and needs and suggest products and tips that are apt for them. 
doing this effectively at a scale of a million customers will be uh, will be a great feat for us to achieve and we believe that this will be the biggest mode for us going ahead as well you mentioned the uh, the health ecosystem so in in the medium to long term what are your thoughts on the role that cora health might play in terms of where it fits into helping your customers or tap the advantage of advantages of uh, the evolving healthcare ecosystem in india when people want to track their fitness goals for example and so on so uh, what role can cora play uh, you know say 5 years down the line uh, absolutely mm-hmm. so you know there are multiple ways in which uh, we can go here so the first absolute thing that we can actually start maybe say by the end of the year is that we can give our customers that access to these uh, sort of existing companies as well right so you have a lot of companies which have these iot devices which do this tracking already and this can be a value added feature that the customers get in terms of you know being with us so uh, definitely an integration like for example we have customers who are coming in sort of purchasing their you know a daily pantry from us so sort of incentivizing them for their good uh, for you know sort of their good uh, habits by giving them you know incentives on say other aspects like for example maybe giving them a discount on 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 their a yearly a sort of blood checkup in terms of you know incentives there or giving them sort of a subsidized rate on the insurance that they would you know have to take and by the way this entire linkage between preventive healthcare market and insurance is is very huge as well right so the minute actually customers show certain inclination towards that insurance companies are also pretty happy to be there into the realm of you know giving subsidy to sort of these customers uh, there are a lot of health tech companies there are femtech companies which sort of uh, uh, you know help you manage pcos better which sort of help you with your cycle tracking etc so uh, definitely integrating all of these in the current ecosystem and going ahead definitely you know sort of also seeing the uh, the value that we're able to provide to the customer by giving them everything in one place is is something that we look at it's a very uh, interesting conversation uh... and i'm going away learning something here thank you again for making time for this conversation and uh, we hope to keep the conversation going thank you so much i think i had a lovely time interacting with you that was nigda kumar that's it for this briefing you can find all our podcasts at forbesindia.com and on your favorite podcast apps i'm hari arkli thank you for listening